0: Welcome to the Facility Dude Podcast. Here's your hosts, Bob, Papa Dude Bittner, and Tony Butler.
1: Welcome to Episode 6 of the Facility Dude Show. I'm here with Papa Dude. How you doing this morning, Papa Dude? I'm doing great, Tony.
0: How are you this morning?
1: I'm doing pretty good, getting ready for Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday of the year. Um, you know, I just like hanging out with the family and eating good food.
0: Getting a lot of that uh, turkey and uh, getting sleepy and taking a good nap on Thursday afternoon. Exactly, exactly. Watch
1: a little bit of football and, and um, like I said, eat some good food and, and just enjoy being with my
0: family. Well, that's great. And uh, Thanksgiving is a time when it's, uh, we start to think about cold weather, right? Definitely. I know we're gearing up here. Uh, we got some storms out there
1: that's dropping the temperatures, not just in our state, but across the the entire country.
0: I talked to a client uh, last week up in northern Maine, and they were expecting 18 inches of snow. So uh, I'm glad I'm not up there working this week. I'm with you. I can't even imagine dealing with that much snow. So let's talk a little bit about what uh, our clients uh, expect and can see as far as getting ready for cold winter weather. Um, I know uh, there are several things that uh, should be on their minds at this point in time in the the year. Uh, One of them uh, is employee training. Um, we need to make sure that as we prepare for winter storms, winter cleanup, that our employees are trained properly. You know, there's a lot of uh, regulations around OSHA. Uh, Even if uh, somebody goes out and we have a tree fall over with a heavy ice storm, uh, the person that cleans that up with a chainsaw needs to be properly trained uh, and documented so that they're doing that safely and no one gets hurt. That's one of the main things you want to make sure of, that uh, in, in all the storms that we have to deal with, throughout the year that no one gets hurt or injured during that time?
1: Oh, definitely. If we can prevent injury just by a simple training class, it's definitely worth it. Um, you know, And, and it's definitely uh, important for us as we take care of citizens and, and those who are out in the storm. Um, they're looking to us to, to make sure that they're safe. So, again, we need to make sure that we're doing it as safely as possible.
0: And we also need to know that uh, when they're out there that they've been trained on how to operate that equipment, that uh, whether it's snow plows, snow blowers, even a snow shovel. What's the best way? What's the proper way of shoveling snow so they don't hurt their back? Uh, They've got the right equipment on, that they're uh, out there uh, not too long getting cold and and somebody not watching them so that they're safe during that time.
1: Well, an accident is just that. It's an accident. We want to prevent that, and we can do that by being educated and aware of of what we're doing uh, at all times with any of that equipment that you just mentioned.
0: Then we have to take a look and take inventory of the things that we need for, uh, for, for providing uh, snow removal, uh, ice removal, debris removal. Uh, do, is the equipment ready? Has it been maintained? Uh, have they been running PM procedures on those pieces of equipment? So we definitely want
1: to make sure the equipment's ready to go in the event that we have a storm. So running those PM procedures, making sure that everything is ready and set to go. We don't want to get there. And and in the state of an emergency, something's broken and we can't use it. And we're already, uh, you know, with our back against the wall. So we want to make sure that we're ready to go at any time and our equipment's ready to, to, to be
0: used. I, I hope we're a few uh, weeks away from snow here in Cary, North Carolina, but uh, I know that uh, just last week uh, the town of Cary was out and they had all of their, uh, they went through their training exercise. They went out and uh, ran their routes. They put their bl- plows on their trucks and, and uh, their sanders on their trucks and made routes to see how fast it went and that they were ready for it. So I appreciate uh the uh, town's being ready, getting ready and preparing. I think uh, we just need to encourage everybody, regardless of how big or how small you are, uh, as an organization, you probably have to get ready for some kind of a storm and uh, winter preparedness. That's right. Making sure you have
1: enough ice and uh, snow melt uh, to, to go out on sidewalks, on the roads, et cetera. So not just making sure that our equipment's ready, but making sure that we have the supplies we need to,
0: to get through the storm. Yeah, you don't want to have to end up running to the cafeteria and getting mm-hmm. salt shakers off the table to uh, go out and salt the walk, walk, do you? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> so, planning and uh, prioritizing uh, is a key thing that has to be done, also. I know uh, that a lot of times organizations will prioritize what roads, what parking lots, what areas of parking lots, what sidewalks get cleaned first. So, looking at those things ahead of time and using a site layout uh, map and uh, identifying on those maps. The areas that uh, are to be areas of, of high priority, and then lesser priority, depending on the severity of the storm. So uh, I think uh, understanding a prioritization, scheduling uh, uh, of those events, and who's going to do it? Yeah. Who who's going to who's going to run the truck? Who's going to run the shovel? Who's going to uh, run the backhoe? Uh, and make sure that you're prepared with phone numbers and and contact information. Uh, to get your people in and get them to work in. This kind of ties in with what you just mentioned earlier with the town.
1: You know, they went at, they went ahead, they ran the routes, so they did a kind of a dry run through. They know where they're going first. They prioritize the main arteries of of the roads or main streets that they need to, to make sure they take care of first. But the same thing all the way down to our facilities and where there's going to be a lot of traffic in our parking lots, our sidewalks, et cetera.
0: And, and you know, we may not even be experiencing snow, but it may be just extremely cold temperatures. And when you get extremely cold temperatures, you know, there's some things that can go on within a building that uh, can really cause some havoc. I know uh, in the past I've had experiences where the heat knocked off in a building, and we've had sprinkler systems burst and big floods in uh, buildings because we weren't prepared for the extreme cold weather. In North Carolina here, it's unusual for us to get below zero, but sometimes we do and uh, for several days in a row. But... uh, We've always found it uh, helpful uh, when the prediction is below the design of the building. Uh, Each building is designed for a specific low temperature it's designed for and a high temperature. And uh, when it exceeds the design condition is to let some of that heat on in the building. Let some of that building uh, run during the very, very cold weather. And uh, the energy that's used in that is is far less expensive than a major cleanup or major damage to the building uh, when, when we uh, come back in and are able to use the building uh, the next day or whenever. So, you know, you need to be aware of the specific areas in the building that might be vulnerable, uh, loading docks, uh, doors being left open, uh, diff- just different areas that uh, are real vulnerable to, to the cold
1: weather. Well, like you mentioned, planning and preparing. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, especially in this case and in, in the situation you just outlined for us. You know, pipes bursting, costing, costing us, uh, um, you know, many hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage to our facilities, and that's something that we could have eliminated just by planning and, and prepping for that.
0: You know, we talked in the last episode about energy savings, and uh, air dampers, outside air dampers, are one area that often uh, get overlooked. And particularly, uh, and can save, cost us a lot of energy, but in this case, when getting ready for a winter storm watch, uh, air dampers being closed can make a huge difference in the fact of whether a coil uh, freezes and bursts in an air handler or not. And uh, that is, is extremely important that if a, uh, if a coil bursts and leaks water, not only have you lost the air handler, you've done a lot of damage potentially with water damage down through the building if it's in in, a, in an area that and and uh, I've seen them burst in in rooms that uh, have not been at freezing temperature, but because oh, wow. of the cold air being drawn in across that coil, it will freeze and, and burst that coil. So that's something we can't afford not to do. Uh, and then uh, you know, just reviewing the overall communications plan. Uh, how you communicate with your employees, the the people that you want to get in to help with uh, maybe snow removal or damage done to a facility from a winter storm, uh, to employees, how uh, how are employees notified. I know that, uh, uh, you know, you hear a lot of times uh, are told to turn to certain channel on your radio or TV that you'll be updated on that. Well, you know, You can't just call a TV show and say, hey, would you uh, let everybody know uh, tomorrow that facility dude is closed? They won't do that without a prior authorization, without they assign you a passcode so that uh, they know that you're authorized to make that call. So uh, just a very good communication plan to employees uh, to the people that are working, and then an ongoing uh, communication plan with employees as they're out on sites cleaning up and doing things.
1: Well, I think this, again, just goes back to planning and preparing for the event that's going to take place or that hopefully doesn't take place, but we'll be prepared for it when it does.
0: Well, I think, again, that's, uh, that's kind of the key is being prepared and uh, hope that we don't have to implement them, but if we do, we're ready to. I'm keeping my
1: fingers crossed. Hopefully we don't have to do anything here this year
0: you know what? I love snow. Uh, I'd like to have a good snow day uh, this winter. But uh, if we do it, I want to be able to do it so people are safe and happy and they can just play and have a good time. How about you? Yeah, definitely.
1: I know my girls would like to get out there and build a snowman or two and, and have fun in the snow. So I, I agree with you. It'll be
0: fun to have. All righty. Well, we appreciate uh, you joining us today and to uh, talk about this important subject of uh, getting ready for the winter and we hope that you uh, uh, can do that and be prepared before the snow hits or the cold weather hits and uh, it's not too hard on your budget. Hey, thanks for listening. You guys have a great week. Hey, hey. Thank you for listening to the Facility Dude Podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback about the show. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and help other facility operations professionals like yourself find the show. Email your questions or comments to podcast at facilitydude.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at FacilityDude. We look forward to hearing from you.